Hello and welcome to a podcast brought to you by the Institute of Chartered Accountants in England and Wales. My name is Hope Ellen, the host of this podcast, and in this episode we're talking about the future of accountancy in relation to digital transformation and AI. Now to help me with this topic, I have got a few guests who are going to introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about their role, starting with you. Thanks, Hope. Uh, my name is Harvey. I am an early careers executive um, at ICAW, and I'll now pass over to you. Hi, I'm Abby. I'm an ACA Chartered Accountant and the CEO and founder of Elent Financial Education. Hello, my name is Aaron Patrick, and I'm a director of an accountancy firm called Bothix. We're going to dive straight into this topic because it's a big one and it's a juicy one. So the world is constantly evolving, and with that, technology and digitalness is increasing all the time. Has your role changed in the past few years because of technology? Aaron? Yeah, it certainly has. I mean, what technology does for our practice and our profession is it gives us more chance to spend time with our clients. Like, the whole point of digitalization it's harder than you think to say, isn't it? Um, the whole point of that word is it makes it so it's easier for us as accountants to be able to actually deliver the compliance work and make sure that we can make the make sure the client has all the work that it needs and then what that does is it gives us more time as accountants to actually do things that we really enjoy which is helping the clients out and empowering them and making sure that they can get more out of their uh, what, what the accounting can give them and I think that's ultimately what the, the benefits brought to us and I think it's just changed so much and so rapidly in the last what 10 years but maybe less and it's just when you think about what it was before to what it is now, we're just in a position where we're able to deliver services, more and more services to client because we have more time to be able to put in, into there. Abby, what about you? So I teach financial education in schools and beyond, and I found like the digitization has actually connected us a bit more with the next generation um, because they're so comfortable around everything digital. They use social media as their new search engine and things like that and kind of bridging that gap between them and us has been actually a lot easier to be to talk about digitization in finance as well as outside of it as well. Harvey you work with a lot of students and speak to them do you feel the same way as Abby? Yeah absolutely and I think students are becoming more and more savvy with technology and social medias as well so their focus will be social media and a lot of employers now utilizing that tool to to push that out for any opportunities and kind of just general knowledge on areas that they want them to focus on. So we're definitely seeing that interest with students in that future of, of where that will go and, and how it's going to affect them and what they can actually bring to the, to the business on what they've already got. I'd like you to look at your daily roles, an average day. I'm sure they're not always the same. And when you use technology, what are you using it for? Harvey? I think from my perspective, we do a lot of content with students through Zoom. Um, we deliver a lot of sessions with them. So our main kind of area technology wise is, is on Zoom um, and a lot of their automated tools that, that kind of go with that. Um, and like all of us, I'm sure we always on team meetings with, with everyone to kind of um, get in touch with the team members um, and, you know, try and arrange stuff also with universities and schools if they don't have the Zoom facility. Um, but that's our kind of main two areas that we focus on. Aaron, what about you in your daily role? 
So, I mean, we've really embraced remote working. So again, Teams, uh, as Harvey said, is a huge part of, of our whole role now, our whole bit day-to-day business. It almost runs off it these days. Um, and then from there on in, it's just about every piece of software we have is now cloud-based. So we have access to it. And what's happening more and more with the software that we have is it's now talking to each other, talking to the other piece of software. It's all about integration. It's all about making sure that we have that nice flow of data from one to another. So our whole role is determined by whatever piece of software that we need to get the work done. And it's always going to be now cloud-based and easy to be accessed. And whereas before, we were kind of ham- hum- hamstrung on what software could do things for us. If you look back at the days when we were working from offices on servers and everything else, now because it's cloud-based, it's just so much easy- easily accessible to everyone. Abby, with, with your job and your role, is software, like Aaron, a kind of main factor for you? Not as much, although I do use um, a few different sites where I can interact with the people I'm teaching. So um, whether that's students or people in the workplace when I'm teaching financial education, I can ask them questions and they can send them in via like text or through a website and then it can come up on the screen and they can answer questions in like real time and I can see that changing on the screen, which I find really, really helpful and can then dictate the rest of like the time with them and what they want to learn, which I think is great. You mentioned, Aaron, that things have kind of accelerated in the past 10 years, but you mentioned remote working. Harvey, you mentioned Zoom. And what this is saying to me is lockdown. Now, I don't want to go on about lockdown too much because we've all had enough of that. But did you see things drastically increase and change during that period for you and and your work, Aaron? Yeah, 100%. I mean, it forced us into something that we were already starting to think about, starting to explore, trying to be flexible, trying to offer our, you know, our team that ability to be able to work remotely to help with their lifestyle and give them more pleasure out of their work and everything else. But lockdown just accelerated it to the point where we just had to embrace it. And once we embraced it, we've never looked back. And it is because we're able to offer the same level of quality of work for our clients we were able to still deliver all the services we need for the clients but it's all now remote and it, and it is because of technology it is the fact that we can lean on teams we can lean on software we can lean on solutions so that we can still feel like we're together feel like we're still in the same place and have a team collaborative uh, approach to it but ultimately we're now working from our bedrooms or our offices, you know, home office or whatever it's going to be. So, yeah, it's completely changed the way that we, we do our work. One of the main misconceptions, and correct me if I'm wrong here, is that all that accountants deal with is numbers. But actually, a lot of what you do is about communication and communicating effectively. Now, you mentioned that you've got different softwares and teams, for example, Zoom. There's different ways now to communicate, and that allows you to do your job better, doesn't it? So how are accountants fundamental to the digital world that we're seeing ourselves in. Abby? I honestly believe it's fundamental because of human interaction. There is a lot that AI and digital cannot do or cannot replace in terms of like human feelings and humans' emotion. AI especially, we, it only knows what we put into it and you can't put feelings in. Um, and as accountants, we are still human and we still feel and Sometimes, you know, when you're speaking to a business owner and you're doing accounts with someone or you're teaching them something or, you know, you're talking to students, it's actually, it's more about the human interaction than it is about, like, the facts and the words. Um, and I, that's where I believe, like, accountants obviously 
bring to the table that AI never really will be able to do. The unknown can be scary and the future is unknown. Has there ever been a period where any of you have felt, oh, AI might actually be a threat to what I do? Aaron? Yeah, for me, the whole of the software industry is being pushed by AI. Um, and what we're seeing is that AI is is primarily to help and to make sure that our clients can be able to do things they weren't able to do before. For example, complete a tax return because it's now being driven by, by AI. And there's definitely a fear of, from an accountant's point of view, well, what does that mean for us? Like, does that mean that they will just be able to turn on a button one day and they'll just have their tax return filed without us even having have any interaction whatsoever? And I don't feel like that's the purpose of what AI is trying to achieve. What AI is trying to achieve is make and drop those barriers of entry, trying to make it so that anyone should be able to at least have the ability to be able to complete bookkeeping tasks and be able to get their bookkeeping up to a certain standard. And I think, as we were saying, that like human interaction is still so important and clients want to feel that trust and want to have an advisor that's going to help them through difficult times or even good times and be able to embrace their business and help them move their business from strength to strength. And I'm a bit of a cynic, but I don't believe AI is ever going to be able to help them do that side of things. They're not going to be able to replace us from doing good and helping businesses and helping clients. So I still feel like we will have a place. But yeah, the, the accounting industry is scared of AI because there are certain aspects of it where our jobs could be not replaced, but, you know, made different and, and changed. And I feel like as an industry, we need to embrace this because what it's going to do for us is give us an opportunity to not get bogged down with numbers and trying to do tax returns and back returns and spending a lot of time on them, but give us more time to actually do things that we enjoy. And, and as students, it's what they should really inspire to want to do is helping businesses and helping uh, the clients go forward. And I think that's what we've got to see AI as, is an opportunity to give us back more time so we can do more good. Abby, is there anything to add to what Aaron just said there? Yeah, I think accountancy can sometimes have this misconception as well that it's quite like an old-fashioned industry. Um, and I think that what AI and digitization are doing is kind of making us more innovative. Um, and all those smaller, like not lesser tasks, but just tasks that um, could be done quicker by AI are being done now, which gives us the room to do the bigger stuff that we can then like move mountains doing. Um, and I think that's like really important to kind of bring what is thought of as like an old school um, qualification into the 21st century. And I imagine that makes young people who are starting out in their careers maybe more drawn towards the industry because it is more digital now. What kind of questions, Harvey, do students normally ask you in relation to this topic? So the questions that we get asked quite frequently are kind of where that profession is going to lead to in 10 years time. Will it look the same? How will AI, you know, take over or replace those aspects? Um, what differences in the job are, are going to happen over now till when they're, they're, they're fully qualified? Um, and a lot of the time, the, the way we kind of promote that is with a positive outlook and for them to really look at it as a, as a good thing and how the ACA can actually implement some really fundamental skills within that for you and that as young students, they're going to be these pioneers of change and they're going to bring in some new ideas, some new initiatives in comparison to people that have been in the profession for 20, 30 years that 
are very alien to this almost and aren't, aren't quite sure about how everything's working and resistant to change, I think. So bringing in, you know, it's not a bad thing. It is a good thing and that they will really thrive in that kind of environment. So they are worried about it, but our message is don't be. And as, as you've both already said, is that human element can never be taken away. And that's always going to be needed because there's that compassion and empathy, depending on what area you go in. Might be some really sensitive conversations that need happening and the computer can't do that. Well, technology, when it's working well, should make life easier and less stressful. So it's not necessarily a case of replacing your job. It's just trying to support you and make your job easier, like Aaron mentioned earlier. Absolutely. And a good... A I was at a talk a few, a few months ago and I had a really good comparison and in, in, in short it was thinking back to when the first Apple Mac was made and when that first got produced and started to become popular everyone was really worried they would lose their jobs and that computers would take over so it's been a common theme for a long time in America don't quote me on these stats but on average about 400,000 people lost their jobs 700,000 new jobs were created over that. So nearly double the amount of jobs were made. So yes, it was a fear, but actually it created double the amount of work. And now, as we know, in 2023, there is so much work around it. So yes, it can be scary, but it can also be uh, such a massive opportunity for any entrepreneurs out there to create something new and to, to really step up. So within the industry, there is always things changing. I know there's lots of regulations and rules and all of that good stuff. And you do a lot of kind of work and research, don't you, to ensure your knowledge that you have is how it should be. So is there training available and support when it comes to technology and AI, all of that stuff? Aaron? Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, a personal plug, but I, um, I actually help train and I create the content for QuickBooks Pro Advisors. And the whole point of that is that we're trying to embrace people to be able to use technology, use software, find software that's actually going to help their clients and going to help them progress for their career. One of the things we always say is that the best thing you can do in a practice is to have everyone trained to be able to use QuickBooks and Xero and all the other solutions out there because then when clients have questions and problems, they can help them and they can bring it in. And it starts to make um, the clients more sticky with us as a practice. And also it gives our staff members more opportunity to develop and more opportunity to understand the clients, understand what's going through with them. And I also think, you know, there's so much content out there. Um, there's podcasts, there is opportunities to be able to go out there and go to events. I've just come back from Accountex today. Um, and, and all of it is all about trying to embrace young or, or, or accountants from taking that next step and finding new ways of doing it. This this p p past Accountex, I actually brought two of my younger members of the team with us and let them just roam around and then absorb it all in because there's so much going on in the world at the moment in accountancy, such vast amount of changes, so many new in innovations coming forward. And actually, the best thing they can ever do is be in a room of other accountants and talk about it to one another and bring it through. But, you know, if anyone's listening there and wants to start trying to get themselves on the right foot in terms of the career progression and trying to help them take that next step, then just make sure that you look at pro advisors and, and all those sort of qualifications through there because that's ultimately just going to give you that first step within uh, your career path. No, it wasn't the main point within your answer there. 
But for those listening, what is AccountEx? So AccountEx is actually a conference for accountants. Um, and the idea is two-day event where literally a load of accountants go down to Excel. Um, there's, what was it, 120 talks this year. Um, there was 700 vendors, um, 9,000 people in the room. So, yeah, there is, it's a big, big event, completely free of charge to go. Um, and it is just about building up that network. And this time last year is when I went there and out of it, we started a podcast out of it. It's that sort of things that you get from it. You start get building up your network, getting opportunities. So if you do have the opportunity, get yourself down to some of the conferences. Abby, is there anything that you wanted to add to Aaron's answer in regards to the training? Yeah, also within the ICAW, we talked about this on a previous podcast, but we have CPD, so our continued professional development, and we can obviously lean on the ICAW to give us training in areas that we might need to brush up on or something that's new. Um, and yeah, there's an awful lot of insight that they provide to us as chartered accountants, as members, and even to the students that help us keep abreast of the ever-changing world around you. Is there a difference, and maybe you don't know this because you are chartered accountants, but in terms of technology, is there a difference in terms of what chartered accountants would use and what they would experience compared to accountants? Yeah, I think, um, from a especially from a chartered accountant's point of view, we get a lot of support. We get a lot of, um, you know, material sent to us and we get emails and we get opportunity on webinars. So we're kind of, the Institute is kind of helping us steer our practice down the right routes. A great example of that in, in our profession is anti-money laundering and, and making sure that we've got the right solutions in, in involved so that we are being compliant and that we're making sure our practice is to the highest possible standard. So we are kind of pushed into certain areas and we are guided by the Institute to look at certain technology and certain solutions. And it might not be to, you know, change the world in terms of their client input or anything like that, but it could be just to make your onboarding a lot smoother or at least more compliant and, and making sure that we have the best training possible so our staff can also be compliant as well. So I feel that the chartered accountancy brand just gives us this network of people that we can lean on and, and trust to be able to guide us. Um, another example for me is I'm part of a small practice committee and that really helps us as ICAW to be able to talk to one another about, well, what software should we be using for this pain point that we have in our practice? And that really does help us drive to make sure that we're using best in class at, the, uh, at each point. And it's not just a case of, you know, just going on Google and hope for the best. Some of those things you mentioned in terms of the, the money laundering and bits like that tie into ethics, which we have got another episode on for those joining us. Harvey, you mentioned earlier on about ACA skills and how th those that you gather from doing that qualification can help you with digitalization. Can you give me a few examples of what skills you meant? Yeah, so we've identified with um, some of our employers what the key skills are, and there are six key skills that we actually identify. Um, and students or anyone looking for a career change can sign up to those events on our, on our website um, and there's loads of different webinars there that they can access that will give them um, kind of we co cover all those skills. One of them I'll focus on now is the IT skills. Um, and uh, one thing I wanted to talk about, especially as we've been kind of talking about um, how as chartered accountants they're adapting, it's also as an institute how we're adapting to that as well. And that's really kind of looking at 
the four elements of the qualification and how that's built and how we've actually adapted to a more digital way of doing that. So for example, the exams, a lot of them are done online now, so students can do that kind of at the ease of their home or, or whatever it may be. Um, things like the ethics, um, I know you've said you've got another podcast about it coming up, but um, we have like ethics webinars now and things like that, so they actually can, again, do it all online rather than it all being kind of in person and sat in a, in a conference room or whatnot. Um, a lot of the those skills and those actual aspects of the ACA are now implemented into that kind of digital format because one, it's easier for everyone. It's more, it reaches out to, to all different types of people that might not ha be able to travel to wherever to get to those places. Um, and it just also takes the pressure off. There's a lot going on when you're studying for your ACA. So to be able to just do it kind of at the comfort of your home is, is so much better. So. But of course, as we mentioned, reach out to your wider network if you need some support and a little bit of help. Um, also wanted to ask you, Harvey, with youngsters who maybe are school leavers, is there anything they can do to get those skills kind of under their belt before they embark on this journey? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a really, really common question we actually get from students. And they really want to know how they can stand out because we've all kind of now, I say we, I include myself in this, <laughs> uh, I've now kind of grown up with technology. Um, and over the last 20 to 30 years, technology's really come a massive part. So they don't think that their skills are as great because that's just all they know. Mm -hmm. Whereas, yes, they are great. So it's firstly trying to explain how to demonstrate those, which again, in our skill sessions, we kind of go through. But also it's looking at what else is out there. Aaron, you mentioned zero accounting uh, software earlier. Go on their website. You can do um, some training. Um, on there really easy to do again from the comfort of your own home um, there's so much resource online sign up to things do them online come to webinars listen to what people have to say listen to podcasts like this all these types of things even though they seem easy it's such a good thing to include because it's just showing you're going above and beyond you're really putting in that effort to expand your knowledge and you're keen to learn and that's what employers are wanting to see is that you're keen to learn and if they can just utilise these tools that are available to them, it will really demonstrate that they've got a bit of initiative and they actually are kind of keen for that, that profession. Now, you mentioned earlier on that we don't know what the future holds, but I want you to imagine we are 10 years in the future. What do you think accountancy is going to look like? Aaron? So my hope, and I'm kind of trying my best to steer the at least the, the vendors and the technology and the, the software providers in this way. But our hope is that we can make it so that compliance and elements like that are bits that we can automate as much as we possibly can through AI or however solutions we're going to get to the point of being able to do that later down the line. But crucially, it's so that then, as I keep saying, is about having the opportunity to be better at helping the, the clients and helping businesses and helping clients uh, and, 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 and making sure that we can do what we're taught and what we're best at. Um, and I feel like that, for me, is what will then start making it so it is a more attractive uh, career path to go down because hopefully then if it's not just purely numbers that are holding people back and people are scared that, you know, is there going to be a job because of 
AI and everything else, if we can just show people that accountancy is all about helping and is, is all about empathy and is all about moving it forward, I think that's what's going to really set us apart. I also feel like what the technology is going to bring is it will bring down the barrier of entries for the people who aren't maybe scared to come into profession at this point in time. Um, a great example of that is, for me, again, when I was first starting out, I was exactly the same. I thought it was all about numbers. I thought numbers was it. And numbers has always been my strong point. I was quite comfortable that it was a good career choice for me. But, you know, I've got dyslexia. I've got, you know, other elements which makes it really difficult for me in terms of, you know, communication skills. And actually, more than anything, the communication skills is the most important part about the profession. It's the most important part about the job. So I really do hope and, and see that that continued progression of giving tools and dropping those barriers of entry so more people can become accountants and be, be part of that because it's go, we're going to be relying on technology to help and give us that opportunity just, just to pu push it forward. And become chartered accountants. <laughs> the overarching feel of this podcast is excitement and inspiration and how change... It can be a little bit scary, but it's exciting at the same time. Are there any kind of final thoughts and feelings that we haven't touched on that you would like to say, Harvey? I think it's just from a, for students that are looking at this as a career that there is so much scope there and so much opportunity. And I'm sure there's roles at the moment that don't even exist, will exist in five, ten years' time within that chartered accountancy kind of industry. So... How exciting to be part of that, and, and, and we strive to be, you know, the best business professional you can be. And there's no better way than doing that by starting something new and and pushing in in that field. So I think it's just it's an exciting space, and you know, really dedicate yourself, and it will be a really rewarding career. Abby, yeah, I agree with Harvey. Um, I have always found my ACA career to be really rewarding, and I feel like the AI will be able to, just as I said before, help the new ACA intakes have a career that is about, you know, human interaction with people as opposed to, you know, what we were doing a few years ago, which was a lot of paperwork. Um, and I think that it can only bring about great change for the future of Chartered Accountancy for sure. And last but not least, Aaron, any final points? Yeah, for me, I think this is a real good opportunity for students because this is their chance to be that disruptor and see things in a completely different way. And I think that's really exciting. If I hop back to my career when I went there, uh, when I first started, I was in a paper accounting firm just like yourself. And I was the first one to go, well, why don't we start using Excel? And then why don't we start using cloud accounting? And that gave me the opportunity to breadth of my career and go on to start my own firm and, and, and everything that goes from there. And I think if you're prepared to go in there just using technology that you've already used, you know, for whatever you, you, you see it as, you, you can start embracing that technology and seeing how it can help your career and bring it through from there. I think that's where the excitement comes in. Um, and, and what you'll do there is then you'll start being able to bring business advisory in as well because you'll be solving problems for, you, for your firm maybe or bringing your firm into a, you know, helping them develop a, a new workflow that could help them, you know, deal with a particular type of client, 
But those skill sets will be great skills that you could then apply to clients when clients have got problems. And I just feel like it's a really exciting time for students to be able to really embrace what's going out there, what's changing. Get yourself down to Accountex and all of the conferences. Go to ITAW's uh, resource pages because that's where you're going to learn all these things and that's where you're going to be able to bring a whole new way to our profession um, in terms of being able to make sure that we can help clients in a much more efficient way and ultimately means that we're going to get a more exciting times and, and rewarding career out of it. So, yeah, it's really exciting. Well, Aaron, Abby and Harvey, thank you so much for sharing all of your insights. And thank you to you at home for joining us today. Keep an eye out for our next episode coming soon. <laughs>